0: Good to be here uh this morning merry christmas to everybody uh hurt i was with a, a minister of another faith a couple of christmases ago we sat down for uh, lunch as a uh with my company and, and i remember him praying he's the reason for the season <laughs> i said good lord <laughs> he is the reason for everything not just this season we know as primitive Baptists, this, this wasn't probably the time that Jesus came into the world, but, and Paul says to 2 Corinthians 9, 15 says, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. God was given to his people in covenant grace. Now Isaiah 9, 6, it says, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Well, we need to know who the us is in that verse. This is talked about him being born He was going to be born. He hadn't yet been born yet, but he's saying it and prophesying it as it has already been done. He says, for unto us. to us is every elect child of the grace of God. He says, unto us a child is born. God had to come into the world because of what Adam did. Adam broke the law of sin and death, and therefore flesh and blood committed sin, brought sin into the world. Flesh and blood would have to come into the world to pay the sin debt he was the perfect and only substitute that would come into the world so he says for unto us a child is born and there was a reason that the lord jesus christ left heaven and immortal glory to come to this earth he's saying for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given he says uh, in isaiah 7 and 14 he says therefore the lord himself shall give you a sign He's going to give us a sign. He says, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. A son was given. She's going to bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. In Matthew 1.21, the angel says to Mary, he says, you, he sh- shall have a son. His name will call, shall be called Jesus. And he what? He shall save his people from their sins. That's why the son was given. That's why the child had to be born. He says, uh, in Hebrews 2.14, you'll read that by f- uh, flesh and blood, he says that for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. The Lord came as a son, a most glorious son. God so loved the world that he what he gave his only begotten son. That's how much he loved his children. He saw in the covenant of grace what would have to be done. He knew that Adam would bring sin into the world and a son must be given. He gave it to us, his children. He gave it to the world of God's elect, not to the world in general. It's not a general atonement. God didn't die for everybody, but he did die for a special people that he elected before time ever began. And it was going to come true. They prophesied of it. They looked for it. A son would be given and he would get the job done. That's what we believe Remember the Baptist, he came into the world, he came in as a son, a son of the Most High, the Son of God, incarnate, both the Son of Man and the Son of God. He says that the government shall be upon his shoulders. Is there anybody, and I don't know who's running the government in the United States or any other government around in the world, where there's big tech, big oil, uh, social media, he, there's a lot of different hands in that government, but it says the, sho- um, the government shall be upon his shoulders there's anybody's shoulders you want the government he runs the government in each child of grace of his life he is the governing body he suits them he takes care of them he's the chief and commander the government shall be on his shoulders i don't want it to be on my shoulders i don't want it to be on your shoulders but it says the government shall be upon his shoulders he says that his name shall be called what wonderful is there not anything wonderful about god when you look at the creation of god You look at regeneration, how God could take something that's dead and make it alive. How wonderful is that? How wonderful is him being incarnated, given a son, into this world? He would leave heaven and immortal glory to be with us, to come down to a sin-sick world. That is wonderful. (laughs) That is amazing. He He shall be called Wonderful. There's nothing you can think about, God, that when you're not standing in awe, not standing in wonder. You look at the hills, you look at the mountains, you look at the rivers, the ocean. That's in creation. But he came down, born, a child was born, a son was given to us. That's wonderful, my friends. He says, he's our counselor. Who else are you going to go to for counsel? Uh, Isaiah 40 and 13, or Romans. See what Paul says about, a little bit of counsel for Romans 8 and 11 he said this is what he says about the riches of God he says oh the depths of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out the depths and riches of God Almighty that he would sink down to to earth for us he would come into the world incarnate, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He says his name, his counselor, who has instructed the Lord. He gives all wise counsel. He was at the age of 12, gave counsel to those in the temple. At the age of 12, how wonderful was that? Who are you going to get your counsel from? God gave his counsel throughout history, he, he gave his counsel to those who are. Poor and needy, he gave counsel to which ways we should go—the straight and narrow way, not the broad and wide way. He continuously gave counsel over and over and over to his children to walk here in this life. Who are you going to get good counsel from? You may talk to some people, and you may talk to a friend, and to seek counsel, and you say, I, "I don't know about that." <laughs> you know, I'm just just not too sure about that. <laughs> you know, you go to the Lord. I tell you what—you'll never come away. With that kind of attitude, you'll become a way. He'll show you the way. Lean not unto your own understanding, but all the ways acknowledge him. And he shall what? Direct thy path. He'll give you the counsel. He'll give you the direction. That's what he says. He shall be called wonderful. The counselor, the mighty God. The, uh, there's nothing not mighty about God. He's mighty to save. His arm's not too short that it cannot what? Save. We believe in a mighty God, not a weak God that is dependent on puty man. I tell you what, a God that depends on a puty man is not a mighty God, and that's not what the Bible describes God. He describes Him as mighty, wonderful, Counselor, a mighty God. He's able to save. There's nothing too strong for the Lord. In Exodus 15 and 11, you know, chapter 15 is a song of uh, Moses, song of God when He delivered them across the Red Sea, and He says. Moses says, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods, who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretchest out thy right hand, and the earth swallowed them. They were saved that day from the waters by moving through them dry shod and Pharaoh and his army. Why? Because the mighty hand of God separated those waters. There's nothing more mightier than God, nothing more mightier than he would come down to the earth as a son to us. That's mighty. Mighty to save. He would get the job done. He would go to Calvary and set his face like a flint. Why? Because he was mighty. He opened not his mouth. Any of us would open up our mouth. Any of us would call on the angels to destroy them as soon as they started buffing us and ridiculing us and sending us down. That takes might. That takes the almighty God. That was the son that was given to us. That was him. He said he's the everlasting father. We know that there's One father in heaven, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. We believe there's three in one, not three separate ones. But here he says he's the everlasting father. We were adopted in Christ Jesus. God took us out of the family of Adam and adopted us into his son, Jesus Christ. He's from everlasting to everlasting. That's how he's our everlasting father. You may go fatherless here in this world. May come a time when you lose your father, but he's our everlasting father. You'll never go fatherless after he adopted you into his family. You'll have Jesus Christ forever and ever and ever. He is your everlasting father, and he's the prince of peace. There's nothing more peaceful. He brought peace by what? By reconciliation. We were enmity against God. When he went to the cross, he reconciled us or made peace between us and the father. He's the prince of peace. He's the prince of God. He's the son of God. A son was given. He's the prince of the king. He is the prince of peace. When you come down to it, you come down to thinking about things and you think about this day, you need to think about the child that was born, the son that was given. He says that uh, in John 14 and 27, he says to the disciples as he was about to leave, leave the earth, go back to the father He says in uh, 14 and 27, he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. See, the world gives, it's not mighty. It's not a good counselor like God is. He's not one, it's not wonderful. It's not an everlasting father to us. The devil is the father of lies from the beginning. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, giveth unto you. Let not your what? Let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. When you think of the child, you think of the this, this son, you think about the government being upon his shoulders. He's our commander in chief. He's not going to let you down. Why? Because his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. If you want peace, I'm telling you what, go to the Almighty, the All-Wise Counselor, the one who can take care of all your your needs. When you're, you know, he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. What better counsel is that? Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's nothing more peaceful than a good day's rest. There's nothing more peaceful than a good night's rest. But we can have peace through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who came into the world to pay the sin debt, that we may live with him forever as our everlasting father. Thank you.